Welcome back, Crack fans. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Thieneman. Uh, man, this second week of the U.S. Open has not disappointed one bit. Just thinking about the crazy storylines. Uh, Del Potro's run, the randomness on the other side of the draw, obviously. You know, Nadal solidifying the semifinal there. Uh, the All-American Women's Semifinal. There have been compelling storylines, to say the least, on, on both sides of the draw and men's and women's. But I know I'm speaking for the whole Crack family. We for sure will need to catch up on sleep next week. But I think all of us in the tennis community are completely fine with that. <laughs> but for now, I think you're really going to enjoy this edition of the Cracks Pod. Uh, we've got uh, the Kalamazoo 16's gold ball winners, Will Grant and Tyler Zink, joining us. They talk about how their experience together off the court made as much of a difference or more than even on the court. Their mentality going into Kalamazoo. Tyler talks about his summer experience and, and his short-term and long-term goals and how it felt to be and to have the title of national champions after Kalamazoo. And then, of course, their individual goals for the future and going forward. We also wanted to remind you that we are doing a t-shirt giveaway this week for the first 100 people to sign up for our newsletter, uh, the weekly slice on the website. So if you go to the main page, the home page at CrackedRackets.com and um, add your email address there, we'll be promoting the t-shirt on social media. So look for that. And sign up for our newsletter uh, right now, and uh, you'll get one of our nice, you'll be entered into the drawing for one of our nice uh, t-shirts that have our, our logo on the front, and it was the Rackets Fault on the back. But for now, enjoy my conversation with the final thing is that now and that I bring up anything Go they gonna kill anyone that feels so powerful They chip at you I bring you skin up everything is tough you see You will be good but you will be more Like three hours in the uh, player game um, But it didn't, didn't really work out for us today But like <laughs> that was our goal Good learning experience Great, great yeah. learning experience So say say your full name Say where you're from And then we'll we'll keep going Yeah well I'm uh, I'm William Grant I was born in London, England Grew up in Southern California for a couple of years, and now I'm located in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Tyler Zink, uh, originally from Pennsylvania, and uh, now I live in Sarasota, Florida. Um, I know we talked about this last week, but remind me how you all originally got connected. Yeah, um, it kind of started off sort of like in the 10s and the 12s, where when we, once we started playing Super Nationals, that's when we started to see kids from other, other, other states and that. So I wasn't too close to Ty, but I think in the last year we've really, we've really grown. And I think we've uh, really got to know each other. So we've actually haven't really played much doubles. And it was sort of a thing that it was kind of like, Hey, like, you don't want to play at the zoo, but um, because we had practiced so much, but we've actually never played. So it was just kind of those things where it kind of just worked out really well in the end. So you hadn't played at all any doubles together before KZU. We just played one tournament, that L4, in, uh, in Florida, the sectional. We've tried to play a bunch of times, but just, it never really worked out. I think sometimes well, one of us got sick or the time before. But, yeah, this is only our, only our second tournament, like our, our first like, big national together. 
So talk about your chemistry off the court because it obviously translated on it for mm-hmm. you all to pull it off. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest things in doubles is, is teamwork and sort of having that that trust and and that kind of like, you know, like if I know when Ty is going to go cross-court down the line. And I think because we practice so much and I think we're such close friends, it sort of eliminated that, eliminated that getting to know each other factor. Whereas in ITS, if you're kind of like playing with a guy from another country that you don't really know, it's kind of hard to, you know, get in the flow. So I think knowing Tyler so well, I think that was a key advantage to our success at the zoo. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think just just us being friends just gave us more of like an edge to like all those new teams in the, at KZU that maybe we're trying to figure it out for a couple rounds. And we just, we knew from the bat, like what we were doing, where to go. Like we didn't, we didn't have to talk about strategy that much. And we just like knew where each other was going to go. And I think it just helped us out in the long run. So tell us a little bit about your guys' personalities, because I know with doubles teams that are, you know, winning at the level that you're winning at, you usually have one personality that's a little fiery, a little more animated, the other one that's kind of the the rock or a little more composed. How how does that dynamic work out for you all? Yeah, I think think we're both pretty chill. I know that my dad and his coach gave us a lot of energy at times. to uh, stay pumped. But I think on the court, we, we kept, we stay composed. We have similar, similar personalities. So I think, uh, again, that's uh, why we did so well. We, were, we just understood each other. Yeah. And I think me and Ty, we put a lot of work in, I think off the court in uh, down in Orlando before Kalamazoo. So I think that instantly, I think we just had that chemistry and we were doing specific kind of doubles drills. So I think that's why we uh, started so well in Kalamazoo and especially finished really well too. At what point in the tournament were you all looking at each other and talking like, hey, we can win this thing. This is a reality that we can go the whole the whole way. Honestly, I mean, honestly, we actually played a practice set before the tournament started with um, with Adam Nash and Tristan Boyer, who were for us were probably one of the other teams that we, we thought we might have had trouble with. And we, we split sets with them. So that gave us a clear message that, you know, we, we might be the real deal. And I think the main thing for us was not really worrying about, you know, the goal ball. It was just having fun and really enjoying the moment. I think we really did a good job with that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that we were just a great team. I know we str- we were struggling a little bit in, the, in that first set, in that practice match, and um, I think that was most of our success for the for KZU. Like, we got out all the kinks. We're like, we sorted everything out, which side to play, and um, just, like, got, got all of our information from, from those two practices to do well. And you all had a couple uh, third setters, right? Yeah, one in in the semifinals we went three sets, but even in that match we we felt like even though we lost the second, the other two sets we were we, we were pretty dominant. Walk us through um, the approach going into the final and that moment when you won. Like, what was the first thing that came to mind? Yeah, um, I think the approach for the final. Um, I will actually had a tough semi right before, so I think. My goal was just to keep positive energy, just keep him, keep him focused and, um, just keep, I was trying to, just to keep energy the whole time and, um, and just play one point at a time. And when we finally won, I couldn't believe it. It was like a dream come true to win KZU. I'm very grateful. And, uh, it was just an amazing experience. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had, uh, the finals, the day of the finals, I had a tough, tough loss in the semifinals in a, uh, in a long three setter. So that was really tough for me, you know, to bounce back, you know, probably less than two hours after my singles. And I think 
Ty did a great job of not really talking about it and sort of just focusing on the doubles. And I think I'm really, um, really honored to have a partner like him because he kind of just set aside the singles and we just kind of had fun out there. And I think that was the biggest part. Oh yeah. So that's, that's gotta be, you know, mentally you got to bounce back pretty quick there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. when you all, so they give you the, you know, you win the gold ball, your national champions, who is texting you right after that? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple, I got a couple group texts from my family with like the, the trophy presentation and everything. Yeah, same. I actually, I was doing no social media at the time, so I didn't have too many texts. True, but uh, yeah, Tyler, my, uh, you should talk about that, Tyler. How you went? You went undercover for like a month. <laughs> yeah, I did a thing called Dark Thirty, where I didn't go any social media for thirty days, um, just to keep my head straight. Um, wasn't easy, but uh, I think it was definitely worth it. <laughs> was that a recommendation from a coach, or how'd you get that uh, idea? My, my my father. <laughs> Easy tennis, yeah. 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 And what did, what did you think? I mean, that for me, you know, I, I'm I'm older too, and I just I can't keep my phone out of my hand. Was that a, a tough thirty days there? Um, it was definitely. I was I was like kind of pumped uh, about it in the beginning, and then when like week two came, it got harder and harder. But um, I mean, I felt better. Like I felt like I was communicating with my family more, um, and just. I thought overall I wasn't wasn't on it as much, and it was just a lot better. Has it hit you all yet that you're national champions? I mean, when you see stuff like Cracked Records reaching out to you for interviews, is it like, this is wild, or is it kind of natural at this point a couple weeks later here? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. You know, um, you don't get kind of this much media and sort of social social press about you but even like the day and the day after we won the doubles i mean there was all friends and family were posting about us so you know it is definitely different but you know at the end of the day you know it's kind of something we're gonna definitely have to get used to especially as we you know go into college or the pros you know that is um that's definitely a key part of the uh, of the pro life so i think this is kind of just another small stepping stone as we as we continue the journey it's definitely not going in away anytime soon. That's for yeah. sure. Ty, yeah. <laughs> Ty, what about for you? Has there been like a has it been an adjustment at all? Yeah, for sure. It's just been been unbelievable experience. Just um, just going through it all and um, just all media. I just can't can't thank Will enough. You know, help me get get there. I know it wasn't easy, but uh, very thankful that um, that we did it. Sounds like you all got a, a good thing going for sure. But so I'm going to break it up a little bit. Talk about your summer individually, and you are going to go, you know, one after another. But talk about your summer, uh, some goals you had going in, some of the notches you met you met uh, throughout the summer, and where you're at now, looking back on on summer 17. Um, yeah, well, for me, um, I spent the first two months of the summer in Europe playing on the red clay so that was also a you know really good experience for me and i had a lot of a lot of success so that was uh, that was really good and then when i came back for for the summer the end for clay courts and hard courts you know my ultimate goal was hopefully to try to play you know the u.s open juniors so i tried to put myself in the best position to uh you know achieve that and you know i think i did really good and i um, just found out i received a junior wild card to the uh, to the qualifying and so i'm pretty pretty happy about that so I think now it's just just kind of focused on you know continue to continue to get better you know day in and day out and you know really try to find the the small five percents that's you know going to make the difference at the end of the day. Absolutely, yeah. Ty. What about for you? Uh, yeah, same. I mean, I started. I went to a month. I went a month in Europe with Will. I had a good uh, good couple of tournaments, 
and then I uh, came back came back to the U.S., had a good couple weeks training block uh, at IMG where I trained. Just goals throughout the summer. Again, I want to make juniors years open too. Big goal. But uh, this summer I've been really focusing on just developing my game. I know that I, I want to... I want to play pro. I want to, um, so I'm going to do everything I can to develop my game to have the best chance possible. And I think just focusing on long term is what I've been mainly focusing on with, uh, at KZU. I think it really helped just keeping that mindset to, um, to know that not one match defines you and that, um, there's always going to be another tournament where you can, uh, succeed. So I know you've kind of alluded to the future a little bit uh, with your short-term, long-term goals. Any chance that you all go to the same college together? Or what's what's? Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. actually me, me and Ty were actually joking about it a couple of weeks. Actually, at Kalamazoo, we were uh, talking about like doing like maybe like a package deal thing after after a couple of wins and doubles. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely on our mind right now. Um, I wouldn't say it's the main priority. But it's definitely something that, you know, one day we're going to have to kind of sit down and, and, and look at the, you know, the realistics and see, you know, what the best thing going forward is. Uh, yeah, I mean, same. Like, um, definitely, I think both of us, our goal is to go pro. Um, but we, we, it's something we can't decide now. It just depends um, how far we get. And I think we're just going to take it by ear and um, just hope for the best. Sure. So to get to those long-term goals, what are you doing uh, specifically in terms of conditioning or nutrition wise, anything that you're really working on here day by day? I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing for me, and I think a lot of the players is, is fitness. I think, you know, I spend maybe three or four hours on the court and I think a lot of, a lot of juniors these days don't really put the fitness aspect into it. So I think even over the last one or two years, I've really, really focused on, on, you know, getting stronger and having more endurance because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, almost every kid can hit a good forehand or hit a good backhand. But, you know, when it really matters is when it's, you know, it's three all in the third and you're both tired and, you know, just putting that extra, you know, that extra sprint or that extra mile in practice, you know, really could make a difference in the end. Yeah. I mean, um, he's pretty spot on, but yeah, I mean, probably the last year I've been focusing a lot more on, um, on conditioning, maybe not as much on tennis, but I think recovery is big. Going into a tournament, you always need your legs because that's going to be that. That's going to be what uh, what's going to get you to the tournament. And um, I think nutrition, just been focused on eating well. I mean, all all little details is just gonna it's just gonna help you um, achieve your goals. Yeah, and I think one last thing. I think nutrition is huge, especially our dates playing in playing in the hot hot temperatures. You know, just having that extra protein shake or you know just a little little bit more oatmeal in the morning can really really affect your day and your performance. And even though it's you know maybe one or two small things, it really does have a long effect. The mental approach is that something that you can prepare for, or is mm-hmm. that something that you learn and you get that experience you know through playing tournaments and you remind yourself, hey, I need to be positive at this point in the match or is there something that you can prepare for off the court? I mean, both ways for sure. I mean, one of the biggest things off court is, is definitely, you know, I mean, we're fortunate at the USDA to have a, have a mental coach, Larry Lauer, and he helps us out a lot, but also just the experience of playing top players is, is where you really learn. 
especially from those losses, even though, you know, they hurt and everything, you know, that's where you start to learn more about yourself. And that's when you start to figure out what you need to work on, you know, to get to that next level. I think, for example, like today, when I, when I played, you know, someone five in the world, even though, um, even though I lost, it's kind of, kind of showed me where my level is at and things, things I need to work on, you know, to try to, you know, which my goal is, you know, try to get in his position in, you know, two or three years. I think again, just, just focusing on every day. I know that every single practice needs uh, has to have a purpose. Um, I don't. I don't think going out there, just going through the motions, is. I think if you're doing that, you can just put put up your rackets because I don't think it's worth it if if that's the way you're gonna go. I know for me that I know, and I'm sure well. I've been talking. We uh, every practice has a purpose to achieve each goal. We each set goals to. Um, to reach and i think um it keeps us motivated every day and i think just um long term that um i think it's 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 gonna help us out sure so uh gonna switch gears a little bit kind of some off the court stuff how how do you all go to school with this rigorous of a schedule i was talking to um adam neff actually uh zane khan and, and some of those guys and it just blows my mind that you are able to balance, uh, you know, not only the matches, the tournaments, uh, the practice schedule, the conditioning. Are you all doing online school or? Me and Tyler actually do the same school. We uh, we do Lowell Springs, which is an online an online school. So everything everything's in the computer, and all the all the essays and quizzes are online. So you know that's definitely definitely makes it easier for us, especially when we're traveling to tournaments. Um, it kind of, it kind of, it's just a little more considerable and convenient. And I think instead of having to do, you know, a solid one or two hours a day, you know, if we're really busy one week, we kind of not, we might not do something for a couple of days, but then, you know, two days, we really scram it all in. And I think that really helps us. Todd, so is it the same for you? How, how long did you all start this as freshmen? I'm assuming. I started in, uh, I started in eighth grade homeschooling. I don't know about you, Will. I started eighth, and yeah, I mean, be be on the court for like till like nine, and then do homework. It was just like it was it was a rough day. So like homeschooling has just really just really helped help us out to uh, manage our schedule and uh, take more time to tennis, and it it really helps us have more downtime too, just to relax. And um, now that we're stressing about school and missing days, it's just it's just been um, it's just helped us a lot. Is that ever hard to? stay disciplined so if you do you are cognizant of the fact that you have a two-day turnaround before the next tournament out of town and you have to really put your nose to the grindstone is that difficult at times to focus in for 12 hours or a couple days to get that work done yeah i mean i think um i think i'm i usually get uh ahead when i know i have a big tournament coming so that um, I'm, I'm not worried about it during the tournament. It's not distracting me. But uh, yeah, a couple of days before, like you want to be training hard, but uh, you also know you have to you have to get ahead to um, stay to uh, stay um, stay on schedule for uh, school year. But it's it, it, I mean it's not as bad as like regular school. So it uh, it's a lot easier. But still, at the same time, like I have, I have a full time tutor that works with me, so uh, she keeps me motivated and. Um, it just uh, it, it's a really good schedule to have. Yeah, yeah, I totally, totally agree with Tyler. I think, I think at the end of the day, you know, the last thing you want to be focusing on when you know before a big match is school, and you know, worrying have to turn turn an assignment in. So I think getting ahead is is really important. 
and sort of puts aside. When, once that's puts aside, you can kind of really just focus all in on tennis. Whereas kids who go to regular school, I think it's, it's really different for them. Whereas they're kind of following following the other students' pace. Whereas in in homeschooling and when we do it online, we kind of have our own our own schedule and our own customization, which makes it really us for our schedules and training and et cetera. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, we're gonna wrap up here. What's your all's cracked racket situation? Yeah, I'm sure Tyler. I don't I don't think Tyler's number's too high, but I've definitely had my fair share of cracked rackets. Um, for me nowadays, I mean, I would say maybe back in the 10s and the 12s, that was more of like a whiner and, you know, throwing rackets here and there. But I think now I'm much more professional on the court. So when it does come out, the racket break, it's sort of it's sort of building up maybe from two or three weeks of, of tough, tough losses. And it might not be because of one particular moment. It might be kind of the last two months kind of just built up in one, you know, one or two racket smashes. <laughs> but I mean, probably I'd probably say maybe two or three a year, maybe, maybe, maybe less. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I've I've only cracked one in my entire career. Um, it was actually the beginning of this year. Um, wasn't wasn't feeling it. Uh, there, I had a kind of a slump, you could say, and uh, just let it out after this one tournament. But uh, it was very unlike me. Like I'm usually very composed, and um, just uh, I think it was like a nighttime. Like I I went off on this one racket. Moving on, this is the uh, rapid-fire segment. So I'll do maybe 10 to 15 questions as quick as possible. You're going to answer one word. So I'll just ask the question, and then you all can go. Just Will go first, Ty go second, and we'll just keep it rolling. So uh, here we go. Who's your favorite tennis player? Me, Roger Federer. Uh, Yeah, Roger Federer. If you were forced to give up a stroke in tennis, what would it be? Drop shot. Slice. Favorite thing to do in your spare time, non-tennis related? Listen to music. Golf. Uh, favorite snack on the court? Cliff bars. Yeah, I have to go Cliff bars too. Favorite, <laughs> video- <laughs> favorite video game? Favorite video game? Probably like Black Ops or one of those COD games that I used to play. <laughs> uh, mine's probably FIFA. Favorite meal off the court? Nice, nice Chipotle bowl. Uh, I like a good slice of pizza. Best wow. tennis court surface. <laughs> red clay, 100% for me. Um, I go red clay, too. Uh, most entertaining player on the tour right now? Nick Kyrgios. Um, I'd say Alexander Zarev. Favorite TV show? Uh, Prison Break. How I Met Your Mother. Favorite song right now to prepare to? Uh, favorite song, Passion Fruit by Drake. My my coach recommended that to me if he's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to your coach. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to DJ. Uh, my entire location, at DJ. <laughs> uh, favorite sports star, non-tennis related? Uh, Jordan Spieth. Um, LeBron James. And this is the last one. Finish this sentence. My favorite thing about a fresh can of tennis balls is? The color of the new balls. Um, the smell, obviously. Oh, that's, that's very original. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate you all coming on. I know you, you're in Maryland right now at the ITF, so you've got a uh, rigorous schedule, but appreciate it. I'm sure we will talk to you soon. Best of luck out at the Open. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ty. All right, fellas. Yeah, talk soon. Yeah. Yeah.
listening to my chat with Will and Tyler. It was a great one. They definitely gave us a different perspective in terms of their approach going into Kalamazoo and not having any, really any experience as a, a doubles team and a chemistry on court there and uh, coming together because of, of their fit off the court. You know, these guys have a, a bright future ahead to say the least and we wish all the best to them. Next week and going forward, we've got a lot of intriguing interviews on the way with Coach David Rodini from TCU, a top five player in the country and Texas A&M star Arthur Rinderneck, and uh, Kalamazoo Silver Ball winner Stefan Dostinich. So we've got a lot, of, a lot of great interviews on the horizon, so stay tuned there. Appreciate all your support throughout this first month. Definitely go subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and go like the Facebook page. Also, don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. And we will see you next week, Crack fans, with head coach of TCU, David Roditi. We'll see you then.